and welcome back to Invader Sports. This is the soccer edition. I want to welcome our co-host, Luke and Adam, along with another special guest appearance, my father-in-law, Adam. We're going to call him Ace today, so we don't confuse the Adams. But uh, yeah, so we have a representative of Syria, and then, of course, our EPL love. So just to give you guys a quick breakdown of what we're going to do today, we're going to talk about the top transfers of the, of the window, of the summer window, uh, maybe some transfers that we think should have happened, like Luke thought one. We'll touch on that later. And then we're going to talk about some young talents coming up, some national teams and how they're playing. And then we'll end it with a prediction of the winners of the top five leagues. So Ace and Luke, let's kick this off with you two. We have a Juventus fan. We have a Manchester United fan. Obviously, since we're talking about the trans transfer window, we have to talk about CR7. Of course, getting his number uh, seven with Man U. So, Ace, how about you kick it off? How do you feel with him leaving? And are you okay with how it went down? I'm okay with him leaving. I'm not okay with it, with the way it went down. I mean, he ran away like a scared little boy. Uh, mm. he, he realized that he wasn't going to get his numbers this year because Juventus uh, is much weaker than uh, they used to be. They're not quite as strong as the pre-Ronaldo days. And um, so he wanted, you know, he wants to probably, he wants to get another shot at the golden ball. And he, that wasn't going to happen with Juventus because to win the golden ball, you have to win the Champions League. And Juventus is not in any condition for the, for the foreseeable future to win the Champions League with or without Ronaldo. So I'm okay with him leaving because given those parameters, you know, you'd have to go. What I'm not okay with is that with four days to go to the end of the market, that's when he decided to go and he left Juventus in, in, a, in, a, in a bit of trouble because they didn't have enough time to find a decent replacement at, that to settle for Keane or, you know, Moza Keane. Um, so that, that was a little bit upsetting. They weren't going to spend a lot of money. Um, with, more, with a few more days, they might have gotten somebody like um, uh, the guy at PSG. You know, I, his name escapes me now. The one with a uh, with a wife who's all over Instagram. Icardi. Oh, Icardi. Yeah, yeah. Icardi. Yes, the the former Inter player. They might have gone after him, which with King and Icardi might have been enough to substitute the 30 goals per year that Ronaldo normally would get. But they didn't have enough time to pull that kind of trade so they had to settle for King. And right now, without Ronaldo and with the addition of King, and they also lost uh, Demiral, they substituted with Rugani, who used to be that player, but they had given out on loan. I think that this Juventus year, this Juventus team this year is much weaker than it was a year ago. And a year ago with Ronaldo, they finished fourth and they made it to the Champions League on the last day of the season where where they needed Napoli not to win in order for Juventus to qualify. Yeah. And that's what happened. Napoli had a tie, Juventus won, and they passed them on the very last day. Well, I think that this year they sh they're going to struggle very much to even finish in the top four. So, yeah, I'm happy for Ronaldo because I always liked him. He's going to get his numbers now. He's, gonna, he's going back to, to a place he liked. I'm glad it is Man U. If he had been... Man City, like oh, they were talking man. about, I would not have liked that. And I think he would have destroyed his legacy. I think it would have been a bad move for him. 
but make no mistake, he was ready to go there. Yeah. He was ready to go because mm-hmm. he wanted the money. He wanted to leave Juventus, but he wanted to leave Juventus with all the money that Juventus was paying him. And then to the intervention of uh, Sir Alex Ferguson and, and a lot of former players, he, he finally saw the light and realized he was about to make a big mistake. And he came back to menu and he even took a little bit of a pay cut. He's now doing 25 million per year for two years. Juventus mm. would have had to pay him 31 for one year. So he got an extra year, but he took a little bit less money to go there. So in the end, I think everybody's happy. Even Juventus, I think they're not pulling their head out for the Fed that he left because they were, he was costing them a lot of money. So they financially now they can breathe a little bit, but they're still a little bit upset because they didn't get a chance to, to replace them adequately. You know, they, you know, with four days left in the market, they couldn't do enough to replace him. And you well, can't replace a guy Ronaldo anyway. What are you going to get somebody that's going to get 30 goals yeah. per, per season? You can't. I mean, you, you have to build back up, but Juventus will do it. You know, they're historic club. They'll be, they had a reign of uh, what? 10 years. They nine, won. They won nine. nine out of the last 10 years. Okay. I mean, at least you got uh look at telly. You really liked him. So yeah, 30 did. million. That's I a deal. Did. I did. But yeah. again, it's, it's bittersweet because Locatelli is good. Uh, is going to help out a lot. Not enough. Their midfield last year was so bad that just the addition of, of Locatelli isn't going to be good enough. They yeah. still have Rabiot, who only plays well for France. And then he shows up in Turin, puts on the, the black and white kit, and he stinks. Yeah. Bentancourt, very inconsistent. Ramsey, they've gotten absolutely nothing from Ramsey from the day they signed him. And I love Ramsey. He was really good at Arsenal. But ever since he's come to Juventus, he's hurt every other. He plays one game and he misses three. He plays one game and he misses four. So they've gotten nothing out of him. And midfield, even with Locatelli, he still, he still has a long way to go. Yeah. All right. That's fair enough. Now let's transition to Luke. Now, uh, I, I saw a tweet. I don't know how true, how much truth there is to this, but Khabib, their mama, get, uh, get off, however you say his last name, the, the MMA fighter. He put up a picture with Ronaldo and he was like, I knew a month ago he was going back to Manchester United. But how true is that if we heard that he was going to go to Man City on the same day that he ended up going to Man U? So, Luke, any truth to those rumors uh, or were you just happy and delighted that he came back to your team? Well, it was an absolute roller coaster over 24 hours, right? Um, as far as the, the situation with Khabib, I don't think there's any truth in that. I don't think Ronaldo knew a week before that where he was going. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was super last minute. I yeah. supposedly United only really came in literally after the city contract was put in front of him or something like that. So who knows? Who knows what was happening? I don't think a month in advance he had any idea he was even leaving Juventus, let alone coming back to the Premier League. Um, yeah, but I don't care. I'm happy. <laughs> He's yeah. not got he he's at United, not Man City. He's got the number seven shirt. So I'm not really fussed how he got there. The fact is he's here. So which player is gonna sacrifice the most from him being there? Like not getting on the pitch as much. I think Rashford. I think it's gonna ha- no, I think it's gonna be Cavani. Cavani? I think because football Cavani was going to be the starting number nine this season, right? That's the reason he stayed the extra year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he'll potentially suffer the most. That being said, I think it's great things. The amount that Mason Greenwood's going to be able to learn from him 
is incredible. We've seen how much he stepped up since Cavani's joined. Um, his confidence has only grown. So having someone like Ronaldo in front of him for an extra two years, that's two years of learning off arguably the greatest player or one of the greatest players to ever play. Yeah. Um, Rashford, I mean, it's only going to help Rashford. It's only going to help Sancho. So, okay, cool. We're sacrificing playing Cavani every game, but the boost that he's going to bring everyone else, there's... I don't think you lose. And I don't think Cavani's going to be super fussed that Ronaldo's starting ahead of him, to be honest. Yeah, well, I was just thinking, and I can op open this up to everybody here. Can you play Cavani and Ronaldo together ever? Up to have a two-striker? Sure, sure you can, because Cavani is going to hang around in the, in the middle. And Ronaldo, you know, he likes to start from the left side and moving in the middle. I mean, he played with Higuain and Benzema, and that's oh, the yeah. role that Cavani plays. So Cavani's yeah. not a problem. I think Cavani will suffer a little bit because he's, you know, he, he well, he's, he's older, so he probably mm. won't mind sitting down every every now and then. But I think Greenwood is the guy to watch. I think he's going to explode. I think we, he's the one who's going to benefit a lot from uh, Ronaldo being there. And the guy who may suffer a little bit is Marshall and uh, Rashford. 100%. Those guys, those guys may see their playing time diminish a little bit because because uh, Ronaldo and Greenwood are going to demand most of the time, most of the playing time, I think. Who did he hear? Okay. Who did he hear that Juventus playing time was? Anyone? I'm sorry, what was the question? Who did, who did Ronaldo hurt playing time wise at Juventus, if anyone? No, nah, not, not anybody really. He, the position was open for him. But okay. I wanted to give you a little bit of a background. Ronaldo was, happy, was, was ready to leave Juventus at the end of last season. But the end of actually, even before the end of the season, when they got eliminated by Porto in the Champions League, that's when he decided he, he no longer wanted to stay at Juventus. Then, when he put his, his agent, Mendez, on the, on the search, and nothing was coming in for him, it was like nobody really wanted him. And I think that he was kind of like resigned to stay with Juventus because they were going to pay him well, and nobody else was going to pay him well. But I think what happened, the key was the Messi got transferred. I think mm -hmm. if Messi doesn't go from Real Madrid to PSG, he's happy to stay one more year in Juventus and then be a free agent next year and go wherever he wants the next year. But once Messi moved, he got the itch and he really pushed, you know, he really pushed his agent to find him another team. That's when everything start, start happening behind the scene. And then with four days to go, we find out that there was no way he was going to stay at Juventus. But but he himself was pretty much resigned to say because the indication that he gave to the club up until four days was that he was staying. The club was convinced he was staying. His teammates were convinced he was staying. And then all of a sudden, he left. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. Like, like Luke said, it was a whirlwind of a 24 hours. So, all right, let's kick it over to Adam. Uh, what are your top transfer moments? Obviously, we're both Liverpool fans. We didn't get much done over the transfer window. We got Kanate. But uh, luckily, we have Jurgen Klopp, who develops players, gets players to stay around, and we didn't really need that much. Uh, of, of course, we got Virgil van Dijk back from injury, uh, and he signed a, a bunch of guys. All our Brazilians are re-signed to five-year deals now. And um, so I'm not that disappointed, but how do you feel about Liverpool's transfer window, Adam? Just want to say, because I'd like to have my word on Man United, um, okay. I think I think Bruno will suffer, not in terms of playing time, but no free kicks, no penalties. Going to be having the ball go out a lot wide now. 
not because Ronaldo's going to be there, because Ronaldo now is that number nine in the box. So you're going to need to be getting the quality of the cross in the box. Uh, yeah, and, I forgot it, but there is also the penalty kicker, right? So you won't be yeah, kicking yeah. Penalty, <laughs> penalties anymore. You got That's a lot of goals go off that. And, yeah, you're, and right, this you're is absolutely gonna, right about that. This is going to test Ole Gunnar Solskjaer because he's got a lot of big egos in that dressing room now, and you've added Ronaldo to that dressing room. So when Bruno's not happy, because Bruno won't be happy. I mean, yeah, sure, yeah, he'll be happy he's playing with he's Ronaldo. Portuguese like, like Ronaldo, and I think he likes to have him on the team. You but, like to have him, but... You got Ronaldo, you got Pogba, you've got Bruno. Yeah, yeah. It, it all depends on how they start. If they if they start winning, they're all gonna be happy. But if they start losing and not winning a couple of games here and there, the locker room could be explosive. One you, thing you're right. One thing I want to say is I completely agree with what Adam's saying. I think this has made Ollie's job really tough because for two reasons, like you're saying about the the, the locker room, right? Someone's going to kick off at some point. It's, it's, it is a ticking time bomb because there's going to be that game where they should have won and they didn't because someone didn't do their job. And also, Ollie has zero excuses now to not win something. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. what it is, but he needs to win a trophy. And, you know, you look at everyone's transfer window. I think outside of PSG, I think United have done the best. They've brought in a, a serial winning centre-back, won Champions League, World Cup, La Liga's, wherever you like, you've brought in, you know, potentially one of the most prolific right-wingers in the world right now with untold potential. And then you brought in one of the best strikers ever. So if he doesn't win something, there is nothing or nowhere he can turn or run to or any excuses he can make now. Yeah, it's kind of reminded me of Lampard at Chelsea, right? They, they spent all this money... uh, and believed in him and got him all the players he wanted and you know after that first year it was like all right we're not really doing that good he gets the boot and then they win the champions league so Mm -hmm. it's it's kind of you're right it's like all right you have all the pieces now let's go you can't you can't mess up no it's not it's not on everyone likes to complain about the owners and that's fair enough the last few seasons or in general they've been pretty bad but you can't say they haven't given yeah, the, the coach, it. the coach is definitely on, on the hot seat now. Can he handle all the egos and can he handle all the talent? And now he's not just a coach anymore. Not only has to be a coach, but he has to be a babysitter. Mm-hmm. He's got to be a psychologist, and he's and he's not really coaching. He's managing egos. That's a mm-hmm. big job, man. It's it's a question that remains to be seen if he can handle. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I, I gotta say, I'm excited to see Man U play City. When's that game? Does anyone know? It's been a while. I'm not sure. Oh, that's a bummer. I'd love to see them play soon. And uh, you got to think, man, like there's a lot of talent in the EPL right now. And uh, like Mm -hmm. we said, I think it's a three or four team race, depending on the way you look at it. And uh, we're going to need a couple more weeks to see how these players start to play together. But I mean, luckily, Ronaldo didn't go to City because all they're missing is a striker. But Mm -hmm. um, I actually wanted to read this stat that I saw today. And I want to see if you guys can maybe guess who this guy is. Uh, he's a city player. Uh, three goals away from joining the Premier League 100 club. Eight goals away from becoming the highest scoring English player in the history of the Champions League. 12 goals away from becoming the highest scoring winner in the Premier League history. And he's only 26 years old. Anybody know who that is? Sterling. Uh, Sterling. It's Sterling. And I'll tell you what. 
that's really impressive. I mean, I, I don't really like the guy from the way he left Liverpool, but I mean, th- these are some impressive stats and maybe, I don't know, maybe he, he goes elsewhere eventually. It just doesn't seem like he's given the credit that he's due. Well, there rumors about him leaving last season or this season. I, th- I thought there was rumors about. Yeah, this season. Yeah. Yeah. If he played for anybody else, I would like him better. Me too. <laughs> That's yeah, all I could too. say about him. His numbers are impressive. He's a nice player, great player, but he plays for City and, you know, it's City. Yeah, I know. Uh, okay. So, Adam, any other uh, transfers you want to touch on? So, yeah, on, I guess I guess I'll speak a little bit about Liverpool. Um, quite disappointing um, in the owners, uh, FSG, American owners, giving you guys a bad name. Mm-hmm. I know. I think, I know we've had the, con. I mean, I, you know, in terms of how we run as a business, though, it you know it is pretty successful. Look, we've we've done contracts for for quite quite a few of our new players. We're looking at doing Salah next. There's stuff coming out at the moment, but I think it's a bit of BS about Salah winning five hundred k a week. I don't. I think, know. I don't think. He, and if he did, he won't sign a new contract. He'll be gone because. Yeah, the media always tries to make him look like yeah. he's such a piece of shit, selfish guy. When yeah. I don't really tend to believe it, and. Like when I hear him saying, I want to stay at Liverpool, I want to be a Liverpool legend, I want to break all the records. You know, I tend to believe that more than the other stuff I I hear. Maybe it's because it's wishful thinking. Like I'd be very sad if he left, especially now. But um, I hopefully they lock him up, give him that five year deal and uh, all that talk goes away, you know. But yeah, I don't don't see who else could sign him. I mean, how many people can go to PSG and City? Who else? Who else is the money to sign him? Real Madrid, all they want is Mbappé. They're all about yeah. Mbappé and maybe Haaland. They don't seem to be interested in him. He doesn't really have a whole lot of options, you know. Well, the issue yeah. is, though, he'll be on a... If he doesn't sign a new contract, he'll be... He's got two years left, so next year um, we'll, be, we'll be looking, we'll yeah. be desperate to sell him probably well, to get yeah, that ne- money. Next summer, it's either resign or trade. Yeah. No question. Well, Listen, I mean, LeBron James is a... Is a percentage owner of yeah about te- about How five much? percent about oh, five oh, or ten percent yeah, yeah that's all I thought it might have been a little bit more but yeah. now our, um, our owners they've they they've just shown that they don't you know they've made mistakes and they apologise and they say they'll set things right but I think the thing um, the thing that really rubbed me up the wrong way and rubbed a lot of Liverpool fans up the wrong way is. You know, we've had a quiet window. We signed Canate at the very start, very good centre-back. When he gets into the team, I'm sure he'll be solid. Me too. But we let Wijnaldum know. Uh, we let Wijnaldum go, and we haven't signed a replacement. Now, the theory is that Harvey Elliott's going to be the replacement. Fine, I think Harvey Elliott's got a lot of talent. We then let Shakiri go. And then oh, you, I know. And then you hear, you hear, which I think we should have let him go, but signed a replacement. But then you hear, oh, Harvey Elliott's also... You know the replacement for Shakiri. We have still Origi on the bench. Who I love Origi. He's he's a, I wouldn't say club legend, but more of a cult hero. Where he's yeah. you know he's scored big goals, won of big games, but he's the eighteen nineteen season was when he was at his best, and since then oh. he's just not fit for the team. But what FSG done, which yeah rubbed me up the wrong way, was transfer deadline day. They announced mm. two new players, Phillips and Henderson, signing new contracts, mm. and it just. You know, I know social media is a bit of a cesspit of 
of negativity anyway, but you just see the comments underneath, like people moaning, and it's our captain signing the new contract, and deep down you're happy, but at the same time you're like, it's a bit of a bit of a piss take on the deadline day when other clubs are doing stuff. You know, you've got clubs that, you know, yeah, I would I would say Liverpool are bigger bigger than spending a lot more money than us. So just, I mean, yeah, no, it's just that you know we're lucky we have Klopp as a manager, and we are. It, we are. The current the current system that we we we're run we're run by does worry me for when he leaves because I think he's uh, he hasn't been he's not there as long and won't be there as long as uh, Arsene Wenger or Sir Alex Ferguson but he has that he has that managerial power within the club he's not just the manager of the team he he manages top to bottom and he's got power he's got influence so I don't think we I don't think our owners really wanted to give Henderson a new contract. But I think Klopp intervened and said, no, you give this guy a new contract. Do you think Klopp is angry right now after that window? Because I can't tell. I don't know if he's looking at a team thinking, you know, you've brought in that extra person defence. You've still got your best attackers. You know, um, I don't think so. I, I, so, Adam, do you agree that I think the person he really wants is Jude Bellingham? That's one of them. Yeah, that's ones. one of them. Yeah. Who else would you say? I'd say, you know, we were looking, you know, in midfield, there was uh, Sal, who's gone to Chelsea, but apparently, you know, that was all down to, again, his wage demands. And and that's the one thing I'll give the club credit for. They don't, because if we were to sign, for example, you know, there's always been rumours. It's never going to happen. He's going to go around Madrid, but there's always been rumours that Mbappe would come to Liverpool if we put a bid in, you know, if Real Madrid yeah. didn't have the money. There's always I've been heard. those rumors that you know that would be the one other club because of Klopp etc but and the LeBron. minute you yeah and LeBron the minute <laughs> you break your wage structure is the minute it gets you know if you bring in a player like Sal, Sal for example wanted 250k our highest paid players Van Dijk I think around 230 the minute you bring that player in all those other players those top players in our club start looking around saying well why is he come in and earning that money and that's mm-hmm. when you get uh, the, the problem with a team like Liverpool is that it's very, very hard to make it better. Like a guy like Origi is a, is a very good player and he could probably be a superstar or any other team. Where do you put him on Liverpool? You got those three, those three players up front. They're untouchable. So how's he going to break through? It, and you got really good defense. You got a really good goalie. It, it, and if you go looking for another player to make the team better, all the other teams that are they're going to ask you for the moon. They're, really, they're going to demand high wages. It, it's, it's not an easy position. Like you said, Bappe would probably love to play Liverpool, but on his own terms. He would go to Liverpool if you pay him like $30, $40 million a year. Is Liverpool yeah. ready to do that kind of stuff? I don't think they are. And I'm glad they're not because there are only like two or three teams in the world that can afford that. And those are the teams that are ruining the rest of, of, you know, of, the, of the market. I mean... There are, are there more teams more hateful than City and PSG? They buy whoever they want. That's mm-hmm. it's not right. It's not nice. And Barcelona did that for a while, but now they're in a mess. Right. Man, they are. And if Liverpool were Oof. to try to do the same thing, they would end up being in the same boat. That's not the yeah. way you want to make your team better. I think, it's more, I think it's more about the quality on the bench that I don't think... Look, when it's full strength, then, they, then it is there. But the fact we're, you know, we're now saying... You know, for example, Naby Keita and Oxlade-Chamberlain 
we're saying, look, they're they're fit, they're on the bench, they're good quality options. I think Cater, we st- I was so excited when we signed him, we still haven't seen his full potential because of injuries, but we're relying on players who historically can't play, put five, six games together. I, I, I understand your point, and it's very valid, but it, it's not easy to make a team like Liverpool better. You got a guy like Ronaldo, he didn't even want to negotiate. They, they, I'm sure Liverpool would have offered him a pretty good amount of money to stay. He didn't want to negotiate. He just wanted to go. And everybody assumed he was going to go to Real Madrid because it's the mystique of Real Madrid, La Liga, Champions League. Now he went for the money at PSG, but he's making lots and lots of money that Liverpool wasn't, wasn't going to offer him. It was a weird, it was a weird way that he left. Uh, Adam, do you, do you you feel like he didn't feel appreciated? What was Wijnaldum's deal? Because I loved him. I loved watching him play. No, so did I. And I think he was at at times one of our most underrated players. He's a player that he does a lot of work that goes unnoticed. And his ball retention is, is, you know, brilliant. He doesn't lose the ball. And it is, yeah. Um, I think he was a player that FSG looked at and thought, he's of a certain age. We're not going to offer this player a two, three-year contract on the same wages or higher wages, which he would have been demanding. Um, I think Klopp would have liked him to stay, but I think this was a case of, we've, we offered him a contract, we sort of negotiated, then we offered him a final contract and said, this is what we're offering you, you take it or leave it. Yeah. And, and, he, and he left it. I don't really blame him. I mean, he won the league, the, the Champions League. Now he's gone to... Now he's gone to PSG, probably win the league there. Great chance of winning the Champions League. So yeah. sad that he's gone. It's annoying that we haven't replaced him. He's the player that we really needed to replace because I know we've got we've got play options in midfield, but he was that unique box to box. Yeah, and apparently Klopp was desperate to keep him. Yeah. Uh, so maybe that did upset him a little bit. He, we'll he want to stay. Not you can't make somebody safe. They didn't want to go. Yeah, I mean, look. Who had the best tra- transfer window? It's it's PSG or Man U. I mean, which one do you think? It's Chelsea, PSG. in my opinion. Really? Chelsea. Chelsea, in my opinion. Yeah, okay. PSG had the best window in terms of, you know, oh. the sexiest they got everyone. window. Yeah, the, <laughs> P- they, had, they had the sexiest window. PS- PSG was the best collecting. They're just collecting figurines, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I, it's either, I would think, Man U did very well. I mean, Varane yeah. on defense... Let's Sancho. not forget they got Varane, Sancho, mm-hmm. and now you got Ronaldo too. They did pretty yeah. well. But yeah, Chelsea but still... also very impressive. You know, getting Lukaku, it was that's already a very good team. And you put Lukaku there. Mm-hmm. Now, if he's the Lukaku of of uh, previous CPL, that's that's not very good. But if he, if he's the Lukaku of Inter Milan, then that's heck of a player. I think it'll be the latter. Um, so do I, so I do think I. Chelsea's the best fit for him. You know when. It's even, I think, we're going to see a lot of this season. Havertz and Lukaku's link-up play, I think, is going to be devastating to defences. Um, and the really interesting thing I saw, or I guess people saw, was um, when Chelsea played Liverpool, I think even Van Dijk struggled with... I disagree. What, with his, <laughs> I disagree, yeah. Strength, even, Matt kept, even Matip kept him in his pocket. No, definitely don't agree. Didn't watch 90 minutes of that game, if you think. Van Dijk and Max oh, struggled I, against Lukaku. Um, what, there was one my moment. Was, but my point was, is, right, I still think, you know, again, you're talking a very strong defence. I think against a lot of teams in the Premier League that don't have that back line, 
I don't I, yeah. I don't know how you deal with it because it's just that level of strength and that was what Chelsea were missing when uh, when Werner was up front I think there just wasn't the presence that Lukaku can bring yeah I mean you can't argue that I mean Lukaku I think Lukaku has really hit his stride and he's really playing you know probably the best football of his life right now and I think he'll he'll keep it going. I mean, he's just on a tear. Even on national, uh, he's scoring for Belgium. So yeah, he's I watched just, the game. Um, yeah. Um, but I, I watched both the Belgium game and I watched the uh, Sweden and Holland. That was a yeah. heck of a battle between Van Dijk and Holland. Man, they were going out all game long. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're two monsters at their position. So it's going to be interesting whenever Holland decides to move on where he goes. You know, probably, like you said, Real Madrid or something like that. But obviously, Holland and, and, and Mbappe, you know, the two generational talents that are very, very young, they're going to, you know, lead the market of the next chase to get these superstars. And, you know, we'll see where they end up. But I think it's Real Madrid's going to get one of the two I, at least. I think Mbappe goes to Real Madrid because it's all about Mm-hmm. Real Madrid, and I think Allen's gonna go EPL. I'm not sure which team, but but I think he's gonna go EPL. I think I think he likes the EPL game better than the La Liga, and he's a different kind of guy, you know. Like he he'll decide where to go, and and he may not be your traditional thing. He may he may go to a he may surprise and go to a total different team that we don't expect right now. I I mean I could see that because he's gonna make happened. his money no matter where he goes. Yeah. He's gonna be paid very well. So he could pick and choose whoever he wants. That's I mean, I, I, was, I was surprised with Dortmund, so I wouldn't be surprised with his next choice now, you know? Go ahead, Luke. The, the thing that worries me is I, I think Liverpool out the equation straight away just because of salary. Um, mm. I think it could have been United with Oli and Sancho, but I think with Ronaldo mm. there, I don't know if that's a pull or the opposite. And I think now it becomes a situation, Chelsea have got a striker. United are maybe not in the market next year. And the only other club I can think of that's really going to pay his wages and doesn't have a striker right now is City. So for me, I know it's it scary. could happen. It could. Happen. I don't think it's I don't think it's Haaland's first choice. But yeah. if City come knocking, I don't think he's saying I'm not playing for you because they're going to yeah. offer him the wages he wants. He's right. going to have constant delivery. Just the fact of playing with, you know, the midfield of Grealish, De Bruyne, Rodri sitting KDB. behind him. Yeah. Mahrez, I mean, Sterling, you're you're literally having goals put on a plate for you. I know, and making I, the salary you want. I yeah, I wouldn't blame him. I wouldn't blame him if you went to, to Man City, but I'd I'd be upset. So hopefully that doesn't happen. But, I think um, you'll go Bayern. Yeah, I could I see that. Just end up at Bayern Munich, and it'll yep. be uh, they'll get. Oh, the, I, I know, I know. Bayern would love to have him, and yeah, and, oh, yeah. And he'd be perfect replacement for Lewandowski. Let's face 100%. it, Lewand- this year is probably Lewandowski last year, no matter what. Mm-hmm. So Lewandowski leaves. Who else? Who better to bring in? And um, which is two point The only problem. The only problem is yeah. the money because Bayern does not pay that kind of money. Where, but where does they, a player like Lewandowski go? Probably to guys, City for a year or he two. Probably, yeah, he wanted to leave. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to stop wanted, asking that question. <laughs> uh, he wanted to leave this year. Well, and, let's but, face it. There's only like four or five teams that can afford those kind of salaries. Yeah, yeah especially yeah. now. You know, the only thing I could see is Mbappe goes to Madrid and then maybe PSG go for Lewandowski or they go for Haaland or I think that maybe opens the door. I still agree with Adam. I think Haaland's first choice now probably is Bayern um, because you know, you know, Bayern has a good team and a fairly young team as well. You know, 
Kimmich, I think, is he's not super young, but I think he's 26, 20, 25, 26. Um, good players come a lot like Alfonso Davies. There's a team he can grow with and continue to develop with. Um, so, yeah, salary aside, I think Bayern yeah. makes the most sense. There's no question Bayern would love to have him, but they would have to break the bank for him. And I'm not sure mm -hmm. that they're prepared to do that. It's, it, it has not been their style. I mean, they play Lewandowski no. very well, but not the kind of money that Holland would demand. So we'll see. Next summer, it's going to be, it's going to be a very interesting transfer market. Okay. Um, as we end up this transfer talk, any other transfers you guys wanted to shout out at all? I mean, I think Gunnarama being number two on this list that we're working off here is probably well-deserved. They have Messi number one. But Donnarumma, man, he is good. But look at him. He hasn't played a single minute yet for PSG. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's right. They've played four games. He hasn't played a single one. But does uh, rest have anything to do with that? He was playing a shitload before he got there. I think the uh, first couple of games were because of he wasn't even in the squad. Because right. Of the, right. I mean, there, you, the there are excuses, but I don't think that uh, I don't think their coach loved the move. I think he was quite happy with Navis and I think he ended up with two goalies and and he's probably going to make him, you know, think about it like, oh, I'm going to play him, but I'm going to play him on my terms. It's yeah, probably he, like a message, he, a message to the club, you know, like, I didn't really want this guy. Why'd you guys spend this much money for him? So we've seen this situation with United and I'm not comparing. I, I do not think there's I think Navas and Donnarumma is a much closer battle than De Gea and Henderson, but it's the only example of what we have recently. And you've yeah. seen the issues it's caused at United where De Gea has a bad game. So you switch him out and you've seen kind of that situation deteriorate. And in any other position, competition's good, but ideally you want a number one. And I think it's, yeah. it's, it's a really difficult thing to deal with to have, it is. you know, this, you know, probably the, is the best goalkeeper coming up from Donnarumma yeah. and Navas, who's, you know, doing more than a good job in goals. So I think it's a really difficult decision, but I think Donnarumma is also should have looked at it where he has to get game time. So I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I when think I think he will of, get, get oh, no, he will. Uh, he, he will get game time. I think they'll do. I mean, I, I remember years ago, you had when Mourinho was at Chelsea for, I, I was just going to say that with the Kepa. second stint. Uh, no, no, not with Kepa, with um, oh. Courtois and uh, Peter Cech. Okay. So Courtois had spent season after season on loan Athletic in Madrid. And then it was, right, this keeper is too good to keep going out on loan. But we've also got Cech, who's a club legend. Right. And then Mourinho, he doesn't care. He just check out Courtois in and that's it. And I think you'll see, you know, I'd, I'd be happy to put a bet on by Christmas time, Donnarumma will be the number one keeper because Donnarumma is much better. Navas is a good it's, goalkeeper, but it's not, not overrating. A, it's not a problem now because he's coming off the Euro 2020. Yeah. So you have a little leeway to work him in. The problem is going to happen when they start the Champions League. If he's on the bench for Champions League games, he's going to be very upset. That's mm -hmm. when, that's what you have to look for. If he doesn't play in the, in the, League one games, fine, not a big deal. But if he sits for the Champions League, there will be problems. Do you guys remember when Kepa wouldn't come out of the game when his mm -hmm. coach was trying to get yeah, him out? Sorry. Was, it, yeah. was that FA a Champions League game? No, no, that was, no, the, it was uh, a FA, League FA, Cup. It was okay. a FA semi-final, I think it was. I think it was the League Cup. 
That was so it was Lee Campbell's yeah. Central FA Cup, yeah. <laughs> but no, no, I think... Um, no, because at the end of the day, I mean, Donnarumma's young and you know that he is their keeper for the future. Um, you guys so, will start for the next 15 years. Yeah, so yeah. they... You won't be worried. You can make Kalo Navas upset because if Kalo Navas is upset, you you know you're not making a yeah. But there's no question by next summer they're gonna have, they're gonna have to trade yeah. Navas. You can't and, you can't keep a guy like that on the bench. Okay. I mean, at, at the end of that, it was a good business move for PSG because oh, yeah. they got him they on don't... a free. They got him on a free. If in five years time yeah. Real Madrid come in, they'll yeah. make a profit. Yeah. Okay. All right. That was good. Sure. Now, all right. A quick pro- prospect watch. I'm really doing this to tra- transition into in the international games. <clears throat> now, the reason I want to say this is because I want to bring up my boy again, Brendan Aronson. Now, obviously, uh, Ace, you're, he's from Italy. He's an Italian fan, but he's lived in America a long time. So why don't you talk about how how much, obviously, you root for Italy more, but you want USA to get better. So talk yeah, about that. I, I would love to to have USA at the same level, England, Italy, and all the European teams. They just have a long way to go. And every time they, you know, every time they inch up a little bit, they take three steps back. Case in point last night, big, big game. They already, they already tied the first away game in El Salvador, nothing, nothing. So they're playing it on the, the first game for, uh, for the World Cup. They have to win. They take the lead. Edinson scored his fifth goal. In like well five six games and he's a midfielder it's not even like a forward and the case has five goals so everything is going well up one nothing and not even five minutes later they give up a goal then i find out the western mckinney who happens mm-hmm. to play midfield for juventus did not play last night he was punished by the by the by the coach and i'm wondering ah he must have been something really bad he must have done something terrible this kid you know he, he got benched once in italy too because he had a party that he was, it was his birthday and he had a party and broke a COVID protocol and Juventus punished him. So I thought the same thing. He must've been out partying. What did he do? So today comes out that he was coming off the school, the, the team boss, and he stopped and signed a couple autographs for kids that were begging for uh. an autograph and he did not have a mask on. And the, and the guy punished him and did not play the game. To me, that is the dumbest thing you could ever do. Find a guy, do do whatever else you want, but yeah. playing. You, you have to, to win this game. You don't bench your best player to prove a point like that because he signed a couple autographs without his mask. Come on, who do you who do you hurting? You hurting yourself. Then the other stupid thing the coach did last night, they're tied one-one. They have to win. They should go all out. He didn't make a substitution until the editor minutes. The players were tired. You could you could see them sucking wind. And he makes the first sub with seven minutes left in the game. What were those guys going to do with seven minutes left to go? And this is why the United States would probably never progress to the point that they really should be. Because every year, every time they, they invest into a coach that does stupid things. They aren't going to Klinsman way too long. Klinsman should have been gone about three years before they let him go. And now they're doing the same thing with this guy. They got this guy in, and he does stupid things like that, like not making substitution, benching your own player for some silly rule. Yeah. I, I don't know. Why, didn't, why, didn't Dest, why didn't Dest play? Oh, he played. He played. Um, oh, he did play. He, okay, he did sorry. play. I, I double-checked. I, I didn't think he was playing, but he did play. Okay. But still uh, very disappointing. But break, break, break down the, the goal from Aronson, uh, Ace, because it was beautiful. Oh, yeah. It was, it was beautiful because – he actually started the action. He stole the ball in midfield and made the breakaway pass 
toward the middle of the field. Uh, there was one more touch out to the left wing and the left wing put it back in and Aronson ran all the way in and, and tapped it in on an yep. empty net. So it was, so he start he started and finished the, the action and it, it was it was a beautiful thing to watch. Yeah, check that goal out, guys, if you haven't seen it yet, Luke and Adam. It's it was awesome. And that just shows what this guy can do. Like he literally stole the ball, set it up, and then you see him just floating into position. He puts his hand up, calls for it, and taps it in. It was just He's so smart. The kid's only 20 years old. He turns 20, uh, 21 on October 22nd this year from uh, New Jersey, not far from where we live. Um, grew up a Liverpool fan because of uh, Steven Gerrard. So I'm a big fan of Brendan Aronson. Hopefully he becomes a red eventually. But uh, <clears throat> let's uh, kick it to England. You guys are kicking ass. Um, any Anybody you're really impressed with or uh, any any young kids that you'd like to see play more? Well, I know Adam's a massive, massive England fan, so I'm going <laughs> to... No, disclaimer, we also swing towards our Italian sides when it comes oh. to the national mm-hmm. tournaments. Uh, Luke and myself both like um, Italian heritage. Well, so. talk about Italy then. Uh, uh, they've got... Italy, they've got some good young players. One I quite like is from Roma. Um, Zaniolo. Zaniolo. Zaniolo, yeah. Yeah, he's awesome. He's, a quality player. He, he missed the Euros because of injury, yeah. but yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. He's he's at two ACL already. Ooh. but he's um he's quite a nice. He's big and strong. Yeah, and good on the ball. Yeah, and I think you'll learn a lot under under Mourinho. Um, yeah. I think the one thing in terms of national Italy are lacking, and hopefully maybe Moise Keane will be able to bring this. He didn't go to the Euros. Um, yeah. is a striker. We don't have we've ne- we don't have mm-hmm. a striker in Mobley. Yeah. A great striker in the league, but again, when it comes to national that's sport. that's a mystery of life. Yeah. The guy scores about 30, 30 goals a season for Lazio, and he plays for the Italian team, and he can't do anything. Yeah, and he uh, it's he it's it's a mystery. I mean, he's a really good player, but when he plays for Italy, he looks like a you know like a different player. Like, <laughs> I, oh, something I forgot to ask you last time, Ace. Why don't you tell the guys about the hometown team that the smaller oh, team yeah. and all the players that came from that team. Yeah, I, I grew up in Pescara and about Verratti and about thir- 13 years ago, 12 years ago, Mora- uh, Verratti, Immobile and Insigne, all three yeah. of them played for uh, Pescara and they won the league going away. I mean, they blew everybody else away. In that year, Immobile had 30 goals in Serie B. Uh, Verratti is not a goal scorer, so he didn't have that many. But Insigne had about 20. And there was another player, Caprari, who also had about 20. And then... They didn't get anything out of it because Immobile was on loan from Juventus. Insigne was on loan from Napoli. So the only money they made was because they're here uh, at the end of the season, they traded Verratti to PSG. Verratti grew up a Juventus fan. He wanted to play for Juventus. Juventus offered 10 million and they said, that's it, take it or leave it. Well, PSG was being coached by Ancelotti at the time. And Ancelotti says, I know, we'll give you 12. And he ended up going to PSG and he's been there ever since. And they absolutely love him in Paris. He, he's, he's like a big idol in, uh, in France. You know, they, they absolutely love him. Yeah, he's been there a while too. Yeah, but it, it was kind of funny. All three of them, they, they had the chance this year to, um, for two of them to play on the same team because there was a rumor they Insigne may end up with Lazio. And they may still happen next year because uh, Insigne is a free agent. He hasn't signed yet, and he becomes a he, he becomes a free agent in in January. So he could very well sign up with um, with Lazio because he he loves to play with a, with a, with the Immobile. I like watching Insigne so we'll play see. a lot. 
he's he's very fun to watch for me the uh, um sorry go on oh good i was just gonna say i, I think the one player adam adam and i talked about the most throughout the euros was a uh, chiesa oh yeah mm. yeah. Oh, yeah he's 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 the future of juventus if he doesn't pan out juventus is in big big trouble they're mm-hmm. betting they're betting on him big time especially with ronaldo gone now he's gonna have yeah. to have a big year or we're in big trouble Looks like if you didn't, um, I know because when I was been watching it, my family, my uncles brought it up that he looks, and I, I googled it. He looks exactly like his father. Yeah, he used to be a player. His father had a little bit a better nose for the goals. He's just <laughs> he used to score more goals, but he's learning to shoot. You know, he's yeah. he used to be like put your head down, run past everybody, and swing it in. Now he's looking more and more to actually shoot the ball and not just cross it. Yeah. So all right, the two teams were covering here most are Italy and USA. Obviously, they both missed out last World Cup. Uh, Italy's not going to miss out this time, but USA could. They need to start putting some wins together. And it's Italy's, upsetting. They got a lot of talent. Italy still has some more to do. They got a, they, they, have, they played Lithuania on, uh, on Wednesday, and they're the last team in the group. They better win and win back because the goal difference could make a, could make a difference because only the first – the first place team goes through the second place is to go to a playoff system. And that's what exactly what happened the last time they went into a playoff system and got eliminated by Sweden, which, you know, they were favored to be. So you don't want to repeat the same mistake. You want to win your group. So Italy still has some more to do in their group. United States have their, their work cut out because next game they go down to Honduras and that's a wild place to play in. They have crazy fans down there. It's going to be like a jungle down there. And they they may not win, so they would be two points after three games. That's that's trouble. They need they, gotta, they, need they gotta to get win. some points there. They need they uh-huh. need to get at least at least a tie. I think USA's biggest problem is the manager. They got to figure out who the, who's going to manage this team and really really, you know, find a way to make them win because they have talent. There's more talent coming up, and it's, you got to do better. You got to do better than you're doing. You can't. Like the way they they drew these first two games, just come on, man. Come on. There's a lot of good players playing in Europe, and they may be part of the problem. Uh, the, the domestic players are not quite up to par, and all their best players are in Europe. And sometimes you're coming back, you get jet lagged, you, you you don't have the same team mentality as players that spend time together all the time. You know, so they could be part of the problem in the United States that all the best players are scattered all over the world. You know, yeah, could be a factor. Right. So we'll but, see. Okay. I, have, I have one question that's related a little bit to the English national team and CD. What are the expectations of Grealish? They, they paid a lot of money for him. Are they putting a lot of weight on him or or they letting him ease into it? Like, what's what's the feel like down here? No, I think, um, I mean, he's played he's played every game so far and he's, he's been decent. Um, I don't think there's, he's such a good player. I love Grealish. He's such a good player that, there's expectation on him, but nothing too too much. Not, he, not out of not a you know not too crazy, right? No, it's more. If anything, it's more the media trying to. I mean, the, every mm-hmm. time you watch City play now, every other comment is a hundred million pound man, yeah. and stuff like that. But no, there's not. There's more expectation in terms of so in terms of the English national team with with Gareth Southgate, who most most foot people that have got some football knowledge and about them will know that he's not a very good manager, even though he's gotten to a semi-final, got England to a final, you know, that counts for nothing unless you turn those into tournament wins mm-hmm. and trophies. And 
I just don't think I, I, I compare him to almost United and Solskjaer to bring that up again. He gets you to a point, but if you want someone to actually get you the, the end game, which is winning trophies, he's, he's not your man. And he got a lot of stick during the Euros for not playing Grealish or bringing Grealish on in extra time or the last too late. Yeah. Yeah. Too late. Because that's the sort of player where, where, you know, you want to win tournaments and games, but also as football fans, you want to be, you want to be wild. You want to enjoy watching your football. You want to, and, and he's that player that has, you know, you always compare it. People will always talk about the, the Brazil teams of old and watching those sort of players, you know, Ronaldo, Ronaldinho, etc. And he's the sort of player that brings that style to the English team that they haven't had probably, you know, they'd say since sort of probably Gascoigne in terms of the way you run with the ball, dribble, take on players. So I think that's where, in terms of City, I don't think the expectation is too much. It's more when it comes to England that they want to see him play. Okay, that's fair. I like I to see more... my, my boy Patrick Bamford start at last game. Bamford, like, yeah, like he, he did. Score, he but... did. Um, I don't think he'll... The problem is when you've got Harry Kane up front. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. It's going to okay. be very tough. So uh, to end this week, let's do a little rapid fire top five league winners. So English, Italian, German, Spanish, and French leagues. Uh, who wants to go first? And then we'll, we'll, we'll all do the leagues together. We'll just go in a circle. Ace, you want to kick it off? English? Sure. English team. I think I'm going to go uh, Liverpool to win it. And I'm going to give Menu the Champions League. I know I picked Atletico Madrid the last time, but that was before Menu got Ronaldo. So I'm going to amend that to, uh, to Menu and Liverpool winning the league. Uh, what do you have next? P- uh, PSG is going to win the. Let's, uh, let's all go through. Are oh, you going to do each league? Okay, yeah. go ahead. So uh, Luke and then Adam. Uh, I'm going to actually, um, I'll agree. Liverpool win the English league. Um, and I, I had my Champions League pick last week. Um, I'll just stick with that. Uh, I said I said Liverpool. So call me a homer, but yeah, I'm going with Liverpool to win the English League. That's what we're asking this time. So uh, Luke, Adam, uh, I'm going to be really boring. I'm going to say City to win the Premier League, um, and I'm going to say PSG to to win the Champions League. I'd like to say other people or other teams. Especially for the for the Premier League, I, I don't want to say City again, but I don't know. I mean, going into going into the season, I kind of thought, oh, without a striker, maybe that would be just enough to allow someone to creep up. But they're not shy on goals, so I still yeah. think City are going to win it. Okay, that's that's a that's a fine prediction. Uh, Adam, but yeah, yeah. I'm going to go, I can't remember what I said in the first week we made predictions. I think I might have slightly changed because I'm going to go with, I think I went with City or, or Liverpool, but now I'm going to go with Chelsea um, after watching a couple of games, like especially the Arsenal game with, with Lukaku in. Um, okay. And signing style just beefs up that squad. Yeah, they're Tuchel's good. just such a good man. He's just such a good manager. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with Chelsea to win the Champions League. Again, I think I said PSG, but I'm going to stick. Yeah, I'm going to stick with PSG. Okay. So that's two PSGs, one Liverpool, one Man U for Champions League, two Liverpools, one City, one Chelsea for English League. A's kick off the Italian League. Oh, boy. Well, I would love to pick Juventus, but it's not going to happen. They're just not quite good enough this year. I can't pick Inter because they're the bit rival. 
and they're probably better than Juventus, but I just can't pick them. So I'm going to go with a surprise Atalanta. Okay. I think it's their year. I can see that. Uh, Luke? I think um, this is speaking of uh, not watching any um, of, of the game so far. So this, this might be very, very wrong, but I think Inter. Um, I think losing Lukaku is going to be a massive blow, but I still think Martinez is... Going they look to great so far. They've yeah, looked, so. They, they haven't missed a beat. Yeah. So I'm going to... Gonna go into <clears throat> okay, uh, Adam. Uh, fun fact about uh, Atalanta so, obviously, team in Bergamo, they if you live in the Bergamo area and you have a child in the hospital, you get sent an Atalanta home yep. kit. Yep, so yeah, yeah, that's very really? nice. Yep, yeah, yeah, you get sent your child, you get, you get sent a, a baby kit, so they get you from birth because obviously, they're you know, you are if you sport Atalanta, you know, your other option would be Milan. One yeah. of the Milan clubs. Yeah, so. Milan is so close. Yeah, um, but to win the league, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Roma. Um, I thought it might take Mourinho one or two two years to get um, sort of a team going, but watching the first few games so far and seeing how Tammy Abraham's played, yep, I think I think Mourinho's got his mojo back. Uh, there was a video I saw the other day. Uh, he was on a train having a, having a pizza and he had a smile on his face and it's just not something, you know, you could imagine he would never have got that sort of summit out of Tottenham like that. I just think he's still, he's in terms of in Italy, he's still looked at as a god because of they remember what he'd done with Inter. Mm-hmm. So I think, um, and he gets on with the media out there as well. So I'm going to go with Roma, Mourinho in his first season back. That's actually my pick because Tammy Abraham, I think that'll put him over the top as well. I'm sorry, Adam, did you pick, or Ace, did you pick uh, Atalanta? Yes. Okay, so we have two Romas, Inter and Atalanta. Yeah, can't pick Inter and can't pick Rome. Can't stand Mourinho. Can, I, can I never root for him. <laughs> I know. He's had multiple times. Well, yeah. So watch out for, for Milan. Um, so AC Milan They're, as well. They're not quite good enough. They 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 will compete, but they're they're not quite there yet. Like last season, they were there and then they dropped off. But and, and they also have two aging forwards that are not mm-hmm. gonna play every game. And then who they're gonna use? Though. You know, I'm such a big fan of of, of Zero. But Giro yeah. is already out. He's already he got hurt last week. So actually, he has COVID or something like that. So he's gonna miss next couple of games. And Abramovich is what 41 year old now, 40 year old. But yeah, anyway, they 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 will compete. Yeah, it's going to be an uh, interesting season over there. All right, Germany, uh, Ace. They're too easy. They'll 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 win. Give it give, going away like they always do. Bayern. Nobody okay. could touch them. Not even not even Dortmund with Allen can come close. They're just too good, too young, too strong, too fast, too everything. All right, Luke. Can't disagree with that. I'm going to have to go by as well. All my picks are going to be boring, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think the same, I think, um, I think as good as Holland is, you know, I think losing Sancho is going to be a big blow. Um, so yeah, I'm going to have to uh, have to go by. Okay. Adam. I'll chuck Dortmund in there. Nice. I'll go Haaland's last season there and he will bring it home. Okay. I'm actually uh, agreeing look- with you. Yeah. I'd love to see it. I would yeah. love to see it. Just not yeah, gonna happen. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go on the, on a limb and say the same thing. Holland, it's his last year there. And he goes out on top. So, uh, 
We'll see. All right. The most interesting one. Spanish, the Liga. Ace. Atletico Madrid. Because I took away the Champions League, so they're going to win La Liga. That's right. You did have I don't, the I don't League, see Barcelona yeah. being strong enough. Real Madrid, they didn't do enough in the market to help themselves. Um, Atletico Madrid, if anything, got better. They got the Paul from Udinese, who's one of midfielder. Yes. And then they got Griezmann back. And Griezmann yeah. always did well. And he was, he was having a good preseason with Barcelona, too. But, you know, Barcelona had to unload salaries and they, had to, they, they, had, they almost gave him away to Atletico. So I think Atletico is better than the other two and, and nobody else like Seville, Valencia. None of those are, are quite good enough. So I'm going to go with Atletico Madrid. Yeah, Rodrigo DePaul, the Argentinian international. Oh, he's yeah, awesome. I mean, great, great signing. So, all right, Luke. Going to have to go. Let's go as well. I think Griezmann's going to be the difference. Um, he was okay at Barcelona, but not as good as what he was at Atletico. And I think he'll he'll find his feet there again. And I think he'll have a good season. And yeah, Barcelona's in a, well, the situation they're in, I think Madrid had quite a big shakeup in the summer, especially losing both Varane and, and Ramos. And I, I don't think that's going to be a massive help to them. So I think in terms of who's looking the most stable right now, definitely Atletico. Okay. Adam? I'm going to go Real Madrid. Um, top of the league at the moment. Ancelotti manager. Perfect fit for what they need at the moment to stabilise the club. They've still got their spine of Courtois, Alaba, Casemiro, Benzema is still one of one yeah. of the strongest in Europe. Um, Kroos and Modric, sort of that last dance, getting older. Just signed Camavinga, a young, you know, Mm-hmm. Don't watch French football, but from yeah, he's a nice hear, player. Everything you hear is going to be a very good player. And yeah, a star. Very good. Yep. That was one uh, of your favorite transfers, yeah? Or was that Luke? That was. That was. It, it's the transfer that I, I. I'm not sure it's hyped as much as it could have been because we've had such a crazy window. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah I think but they really, also got him really at the very time. last moment, so he didn't get a lot of play. Yeah, that's true. Because you know, it was that's the same true. day. Um, it was the same day as Ronaldo moving, so you know. But it's the right move for him, I think. I know he was looking to go to PSG as well. Um, he would have just kind of, I, I don't think he would have disappeared, but it would have been way harder for him to kind of break in. Um, but going to Madrid, like Adam was saying, you've got Modric and um, who's the other one? Gross. It's so bad for me. Sorry. So he's got Modric and Kroos who are both, you know, they're not that far away from not being able to play every game. And it's two hell of a players to, to learn the craft from. So, I think it was the right move, and yeah. I okay. Um, it be a big impact in the second half of the season. I'll go with Atletico. Love the manager. Love the moves they made. I just think it's it's their time, and I do think they're going to go really far in the Champions League as well. They're a very tough out. Uh, okay, French League. Should we say it all at the same time? <laughs> There's only one choice. <laughs> well, I, I couldn't believe way. they lost last year. I actually didn't even really realize that until you told me, Ace. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if they don't win by like twenty points, it's an embarrassment. Like, yep. they, come on, you gotta, you gotta crush this. They're I'm, gonna, they're gonna smoke uh, records for probably goals in a season in that league. What were you saying, Luke? I'm gonna say Nice. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. Oh, I'm you're not. not. <laughs> no. 
No, I'm, yeah, PSG. They should win every game two, three, nothing. Mm-hmm. They really should. They're, they're, I think they'll break a record for the goal dif- differential this year. Uh, Adam, were you saying something? Uh, yeah, I think last year, Lille, they had such a nice squad and it's just been a bit decimated. They've sold a few players. Renato Sanchez is injured for a few years. A few years, few months. Um, <laughs> and I think they they lost their manager as well and he's gone to, I think it's Nice he went to actually. Um, but yeah, PSG will win this one. Did any of you see the the Marseille, it was Marseille-Nice game, I think Marseille-Nice game a couple of weeks ago? Yes, with the, the fans in the fight. With the, with the fans and yeah. Pyatt getting in. A, it was they crazy. They went to take a corner. Some, some crazy stuff and some crazy stuff last night with Brazil and Argentina. Brazil right? and Argentina. Yeah, what happened there? What happened there? So basically, you've got so so there was a big thing in the Premier League about um, you know with COVID and and certain countries are on what we have as a red list. So if you come back from that country, you have to quarantine in a hotel for ten days. So although clubs couldn't physically say you know you can't physically stop someone getting on a plane and going to you know play for their country. For example, the Brazilian players, so like Liverpool and City, said to their their players. We don't want you to go. And they were like, fine, we won't go. Because then, you know, when they come back, they have to quarantine for 10 days. They're going to miss one or two Premier League games. And, you know, that's that can make a big difference. Sure. Um, but you had uh, Buendia, Martinez from Aston Villa, and La Celso Romero from, from Spurs. Um, I believe the Aston Villa players, they were allowed to go. The Spurs did tell their players, we don't want you to go, but they went anyway. Um, so basically, they, they've got they've, they've got there, they've, one of their first games is against Brazil and, you know, they all thought it was fine. There was no quarantining rules. They're in a special bubble, but yeah. then the, there were issues with the Brazilian FA and then also the Brazilian health authorities were say, which were saying, no, you filled out the forms wrong. You've told us that they have quarantined and the health officials decided to four minutes into the Brazil Argentina game. playing. Yeah, yeah, that's what I pitch. understand. Like you're already playing. Like they invaded, uh, they weird. invaded the field <laughs> to the say that these players, in, yeah, these players the, the need to go. They invaded field and stopped the game. And at yeah. the point, the ref had no choice but stop the game. And first, they thought they would stop uh, temporarily and they, they they would play. No, he stopped the game. Says, that's it. We're not playing. But it's yeah, that it's was a weird. Bit of a controversy at the moment now because you know it's on one aspect you've got. So on one aspect, apparently that Argentina, the FA knew that these players couldn't play. So if they'd left them at the hotel and brought four different players like in the squad, that would have been fine. But it's the fact they brought them, put them in the game. But then also at the same time, you know, it's a FIFA issue because it's down to the host, the host FA, in which this case will be Brazil, to make sure that the other FA, Argentina in this case, have all the information they need. And if it turns out that Brazil didn't give them all the correct information, then this will could turn out to be a forfeit for Brazil. Yeah, but the the volleyball has already started. Brazil is accusing Argentina. Yeah. Argentina is accusing Brazil. Brazil is accusing the the, the FIFA people. Like it, it's a mess. Yeah, and this is going to take months before they sort it out. And eventually, I, I think they're going to end up playing the game again at some point because I don't think you can give three points based on some political issue. So yeah. it's going to take forever, but in the end, they'll play the game again in some spot. Maybe away from Brazil on a neutral field, but they'll have to play again. What, what I don't understand is if I was Argentina, 
I would have left those four players because, you know, you can win a game without La Celso right. and Buendia and Martinez. Yeah. And you don't need, you've just won the Copa America. You've got Messi well, in your team. One of them was Romero this, too, right? The new. Yeah, Romero, yeah. yeah. But this this Brazil team at the moment, they were missing, they were missing their key players from the Premier League. They had no mm-hmm. Allison or Edison, no Fabinho. Right. Um, they were missing, you know, some big players and go go and win that game. But the one thing I, I'll never understand is why this international break. Yeah. The season starts, the season starts in most places, middle of August. In Italy, start they, they're always one of the late ones to start, and it's toward the end of August. Italy only played two games. France, three games. I, I think England, maybe four games they've played. Three games. And, yeah, and then you have to stop for the international break. Yeah. Where you're going to play three games in eight days. Those yeah. are like, you know, the guys are not in shape yet because they're coming back from vacation mm-hmm. and they, they, they get going and then they have to stop and some of the players will go play three games in eight days. And get injured. Why? Do the... Do the international break a little bit later. Start do the do, do the first break in October, then have one in November, one in December. Right now they do September, October, and November. Yeah, I know, it's... like later on, it gets in the way of uh, the Champions League and, and the saturation in the schedule. But they gotta come up with a better system. They gotta find a way that the that the national teams do not interfere with the leagues that much because there's there are injuries all the time. Every time the a national team plays. Somebody gets hurt and somebody beg, and they don't do anything. The, the team has to pay for the rehab. They miss the games. They miss the player. And there's a lot of money involved. And, and that's, all, that's all on the, on the club expense. So they got to they gotta come up with a better system. They need to change the calendar and accommodate. I, I realize the national teams have to exist and they have to be there. But there's got to be a rearrangement of the whole system. You yeah. can't keep having injuries. Uh, uh, Cool got hurt. We don't know how long it's going to be out. Juventus midfield is already in bad shape, and you take Bentancur out of there too. What are they going to do? But yeah, here we go. What's who's the young Spaniard who did you guys see that picture? He looked like he was dying like two months ago. Head He's like trade. eight, yes, and he looked horrible. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, give these guys a break, man. Yeah. Uh, so there's, yeah, figure that out. There's no question, there's too many games. You gotta figure something out. And now there's yeah. talk. I don't know if you guys are, but there's talk that FIFA wants to do the World Cup every two years. Every two years yeah. I'd be fine with that. But then you take away all the all the continental cups. No more Euro, no more South America, no more Africa Cup, none of those. Yeah. And then I'd be fine. Just do the World Cup every two years and it's fine. That's what the national leagues will do. Maybe change the calendar to the to the calendar year instead of starting like the school year in September and August, start in January, have a break in the summer for the national teams. All the national teams play play in the summer and and give the players a break. They can't keep going like this. You know, all, all it's going to take is one bad injury. You lose, you lose the team. It could cost the team a championship if you lose a player. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, to, to wrap everything up for England, we had two Liverpool, one City, one Chelsea. In Italy, we had one at Atalanta, one Inter, two Roma. Germany In Germany, we had two Bayern, two Dortmund. In Spain, we had three Atletico, one Real Madrid. In, Fran- in France, we had four PSG. And two champ- in Champions League, we had two PSG, one Man U, one Liverpool. Uh, this was a lot of fun. I want to remind you guys, if you want to contact us, uh, you can find us on Twitter at Scene Invaders on all uh, – 
wherever you want to follow us on. And we're on every podcast platform. This podcast is Invader Sports. We're part of the Scene Invaders uh, production network. Uh, so if you want to listen to the movie podcast, that's Scene Invaders. This is Invader Sports. Uh, love you guys. Sceneinvaders.gmail.com. Send in some questions. Send in some theories who you guys think is, is going to win. Uh, happy birthday, Adam. I hope you, you have a great, great day tomorrow. I actually need to spring a birthday surprise on everyone. The one oh. thing we've, we forgot with the international break. Next weekend is the return of the Premier League. We need to do our player our player picks. Oh, that's right. Um, wait, didn't we? Yeah, we did it. We did it already. Did um, we do it? Oh, yeah, we can we cut did, this did, bit off then. Oh, cut no, this bit out. I'll, I'll, let, I'll let the people know. Uh, I have Son, Luke has Tony, and you have Ronaldo for next week. There we go. There we go. Mother. Yeah. So, um, all right. Terrible pick, Adam. Very yeah, pick. I know. All right. Uh, everybody have a great week, and uh, we'll see you next time. See you later. Bye. Oh, thank you.